Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's show, good friend Jason makes his Couch Potato Podcast return. Him and I are going to talk a little baseball, which we've been meaning to do for quite a while but haven't been able to make it happen yet. But uh, him and I are going to talk a little baseball. We're going to give our thoughts on Aaron Judge's home run record, who we think are going to win the awards in baseball, kind of our thoughts on how our teams, the Guardians and the Reds, did this year, and who we're going to pick to win the World Series. So after the guitar riff, Jason comes back to the Couch Potato Podcast. So what's going on, man? How you been? Not bad. Uh, a lot of interesting sports stuff coming up about this time of year. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite time of the year. Uh, college football, NFL in full swing, NBA getting ready to start. NHL getting ready to start, and of course, baseball's playoffs are starting, which is, uh, I think that's what we're going to talk about today. I haven't really had much of a chance to focus on baseball too much this year. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that I've kind of lost some interest in it this year. I don't know if you feel the same yeah. way I do, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things that changed this year. I mean, everyone went to the DH and. I mean, they went back to the the runner on second base, the extra inning rule that I don't care for. Oh, that rule sucks um, so bad. Like, yeah. that rule really sounds like what we used to do when we would play baseball at like one of the fields around here. It's like okay, yeah, okay, run like kind of like the pitcher's hand rule. And yeah. for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically if. The pitcher gets the ball back before you get to first base. You're out instead of throwing it to the first baseman. Yeah, or the ghost man rule. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was just uh, that whole lockout just kind of like, I don't know, once yeah. they locked in, I'm like, okay. I was super excited at the beginning of the year, and then once they locked them out, I'm like, uh, I don't know. It just kind of started my interest got deflated after that. Well, I think mine started probably a day or two after the lockout. I mean, I was so fired up when the lockout ended. Mm -hmm. And then we traded for some Reds fans. So they trade Winker and Suarez, and they trade Sonny Gray. Mm -hmm. And then all the stuff that happened during the year. And, I mean, it just puts a damper to start the year. And then as you go on and you're losing more and more players, yeah, it was a tough season. I mean, I still watched all the Reds games. But, yeah, it, it stunk this year. Yeah. Well, I think that might have been part of my problem, too, is I I honestly didn't think the Guardians were going to be very good this year. Yeah. I mean, they had pretty much it was going to be Jose Ramirez, Shane Bieber, and a bunch of kids. I thought they would probably be good maybe next year, certainly the year after, but I wasn't expecting anything yeah. from them this year. And then – I don't know, my son actually, he like just told me one day, he goes, hey, Dad, you know like the Indian, or yeah, he still calls them the Indian, so do I, because you know the Guardians are only like a game and a half out of first place. I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that kind of piqued my interest a little bit, and I still like, okay, they'll probably collapse. It's just one of those young teams almost yeah. had that major league feel. Like, okay, they kind of rallied together, but I, they're not going to be able to – hold off the White Sox or the Twins, and then they basically they gave me a big fuck you and said, watch this, and then, yeah. of course, ran away with the division. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I think most people picked them to finish fourth, and I probably would have agreed with them. Yeah, I thought I mean, third was probably the best-case scenario because I yeah. didn't think they were, they were better than the Twins. I didn't think they were better than the White Sox. Uh, Kansas City, probably. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of the geniuses were saying the Tigers would compete. Now, I mean, yeah, they. Uh, I still say Javi Baez is one of the worst signings of the year. Oh. But, I mean, the kids that they have coming up, I mean, they have another – they. You know, second year at Casey Mize, and then they had Torkelson, and they had Riley Green. And, I mean, it was something to be excited about, and then they just kind of shit the bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I I kind of expected that division to be basically kind of like very top heavy, and then like the yeah. the bottom feeders are just going to be horrible. But I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised and uh, got a uh, Guardians playoff win, which made it even better. So they're actually into the divisional round. Yeah, that mm, man, it was a tough game to watch last night. It was. I I watched some of it, but like you and I were talking before uh, we came on, I've kind of become my grandpa. Like once I sit yeah. in my chair, it's like I get comfortable, and then it's like my mouth opens up like a drawbridge, and then it's like it's I'm fucking done. Once that <laughs> mouth gets wide open, I'm I'm through. No waking yeah. up. So I didn't get to finish it. I mean, thank God I didn't because they lost, but. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, they battled there for a while. Mm. And then, I mean, it's the Yankees. It's just, yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we go into the meat and potatoes of the episode, Reds are not in the playoffs. Uh, if I read it right, First time in years they've lost. I know since that I can remember. First time they've lost a hundred games in quite a while. First time since nineteen eighty two, and only the second time in history. Okay, it's, yeah. So I would have been four when they did that. Yeah. Which I was uh, two. <laughs> yeah, a little baseball fan, not a big baseball fan yet. Uh, yeah. Do you think there's like were there signs that they're going to be better next year, or do you think it's going to be more of the same next year too? I think next year probably going to be more of the same um i mean they've got some exciting guys coming up but i still think the guys that are the the ones to look out for are probably late next year early 2024 mm-hmm. would be the, the year to keep an eye on them i think ellie de la cruz is the exciting one to keep an eye on he may start to the year next year with them because um, I don't I'm not I don't want to give up on Jose Barrero at this point but this Ayla Cruz kid is pretty darn special mm-hmm. and yeah I, I think he could be probably one of the top shortstops in the next three or four years and the, the national probably in baseball but it's all a matter of adjusting. I mean, we've seen these kids that have the the big names. They come. I mean, Torkelson would be one. I mean, a lot of people picked him to be the the AL Rookie of the Year or one of the candidates for it. And I mean, uh, he yeah. just didn't perform. I think I got a better shot at winning Rookie of the Year than he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I. I mean, from what I follow to the Reds. Uh. Nick Ladello, did I pronounce it right? Oh, Ladello, yeah. Ladello, yeah. He looked pretty good from what I see. So, I mean, we still played fantasy baseball, so I still kept on, up on it somewhat, just not yeah. what I was accustomed to. Um, I mean, they got some exciting prospects. Hunter Green, I think, still needs yeah. a, some seasoning, but he showed flashes as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, though, they, they're probably a couple of years out. Yeah, I mean, they've got a good – nucleus of young guys and especially the three guys they have in that rotation with Graham Ashcraft, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo and they can build off what they did this year I mean they could be something they could be a force to be reckoned with in 2024 mm-hmm. um, and I mean you still have guys like Brandon Williamson who they got from the Mariners in the Winker and Suarez trade who didn't come up this year which I was kind of surprised about. I thought he would probably crack the rotation at some point, but never did. And they've got a lot of arms in the bullpen that ended up getting hurt about midway through the season that I think will really help next year because mm-hmm. we we lost a lot of games in the bullpen. So. Do you think their ownership will spend any money to make the team better? you think they're just going to go – Kind of the guard, well, not the Guardians route because the uh, Reds obviously wouldn't resign their best player like the Guardians did. Yeah. But do you think they're just going to kind of stay the course and maybe try to gamble on some some rebound guys and stay the course? Yeah. 
I think that's what's going to happen next year. Uh, you know, we may surprise. I, you know, I if we do any better, I wouldn't expect this to finish any better than third. Um, I mean, it's just it stinks because it's Joey Votto's last year, mm-hmm. last contract year. I, I, I wish and I hope that if he does play beyond next year, it's with the Reds, even if it's a reduced role. I, I'd hate to see him sign somewhere else just to, just to be a name. Um, I think he's he's pretty valuable to have around. I mean, even if he's not playing, I think the guys like having him around. And, I mean, just learn from him, you know? I was surprised uh, when he got – he was out for the year. He was doing some Reds baseball games. Comptate, I'm surprised by how good he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he shocked everybody the first game of the year, that national game they had with the Braves. He did that inning on TV, you know, when he was playing first base, and everyone was kind of like, man, you know, we should put a live mic on him more often. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, he did the Field of Dreams game, same way, played an inning with that. And then he ended up getting hurt. And I kind of had the feeling something was going on with him because the swing didn't look right. From about early July on, and I'm, something's not right with Joey. And then, yeah, sure enough, he shut it down and had shoulder surgery. And then he shows up in the, the TV booth, and he even did some games on the radio, mm-hmm. which were pretty awesome because I think he was more nervous on the radio than he was on TV. Um, they actually let him do, like, full play play by play and it was pretty neat he was trying to every batter that would come up he would give all their stats and if they hit it anywhere i mean he just he was trying to paint the picture Mm. and yeah i mean it was it was funny to listen to but i mean he's he almost seems like a natural just talking about the game and i mean it was it was fun to watch yeah he obviously showed that he has a career whether I would not be the least bit surprised if he didn't like, I think the Reds would be smart to try to lock him in, but I wouldn't be the least bit yeah. surprised to see him on ESPN. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Or one of those guys like the, the Jim Tomey or the Sean Casey on MLB network just kind of stop in every once in a while. And yeah, I will tell you right now, uh, Sean Casey on the MLB network is a fucking national treasure. Oh, you ought to listen to the uh, Jim Day podcast with Sean Casey. I will, I will make that appointment listening tomorrow, actually, now. Yeah. They are absolute gems. Oh, he's, I mean, he gets so excited. He is a hell of a good interview. He's been on Pat McAfee's show a couple times, and he's a hoot on that show. So, yeah, I'll definitely give that yeah. a listen. Yeah, it's, it's must-listen podcast material right there. Um. Well, moving away from our teams, the Guardians and the Reds, um, obviously the big story in baseball this year was uh, Aaron Judge's home run chase. He's the official uh, for the single season, hit the most home runs in the American League. Yeah. Uh, I did want to get your thoughts because I've kind of wavered on this over the years. Um, a lot of people seem to think that he is the, the all-time single season home run king, period. Forgetting about, you know, the seasons of Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. What do you think? All right. So, you know I'm a Barry Bonds fan. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> me and my brother were just like, like, I can't believe he fucking likes this guy. I was never I, – I appreciated his talent on the field, but I – Yeah. If there's one player I hated in baseball, it was Barry Bonds. Uh, you know – the thing about Bonds and McGuire and Sosa is there's different eras in baseball. You know, you have the dead ball era, the live ball era, steroid era. It's all the way, just the way the games were played at that time. We don't know everyone that was on steroids. We don't know what everyone was doing. I mean, 
Hank Aaron had even admitted at one time taking greenies. Mm-hmm. And not you know, Mike Greenberg, the ESPN host, but uh, <clears throat> uppers basically. <laughs> yeah, you said greenies. I've always wanted to use that joke, and it probably is going to sound fucking horrible <laughs> when this comes out. But go ahead. Well, I, you know, it it was just the way the game was played at that time. I mean, pitchers were using, hitters were using. Now Bonds never failed a drug test, but I think anybody can look at him from 1998 to 2002 and know that the man was on something. I mean, 1998, he looked like a normal human being. 2002, he looked like he'd been drinking the the brain tonic that Ken Griffey Jr. was in that episode of The Simpsons. I mean, his head was giant. Before you go any further, I'm just going to say a Simpsons reference is why you and I are friends. (laughs) That's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. (laughs) But go ahead. I mean, Bonds is a single-season home run leader. Whether it was clean or not, baseball still recognizes it as a record. He's the all-time home run leader. As much as that kills me because I love Hank Aaron, I love everything about that guy. Mm -hmm. And it kills me that, I mean, I'm a huge Barry Bonds fan, but we all know that that wasn't – he didn't do that on, on his – I mean, he had some type of performance enhancer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it does kill me that he's not the, the home run king anymore, but it's just the era that we played in. Are we going to erase the, the stats from the dead ball era when pitchers could basically – Cut and cut the ball up with the knife, and the only time they ever replaced the ball during the game was if it started to unravel. <laughs> I mean, the game would be completely different if it was the same rules it was back in the early 1900s. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like I, for a while there, I was kind of I was very pro. Like, don't recognize the record. Yeah, they cheated. But then, like, as I've grown older and, like, you know, reading, like, you seem like there's always stories about this stuff coming out all the time. And, like, as these guys are have retired or getting in the Hall of Fame and there's always these cases to be made for or against them, I, I've kind of, like, basically decided that with the amount of guys that have been caught, just think about yeah. the guys that never got caught. I would be probably willing to bet that 60 to 70% of the league was using something. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, guys were like, you know, like, say for me, if I was a player that just got called up, and the difference between me sticking around on the team or heading back to, like, Salt Lake City and never making it back up is using, like, you know, some kind of steroid or whatever, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. I mean, whether mm-hmm. I, I end up looking like – I go from looking like how I do now, the Pillsbury Doughboy, to where I go looking like the ultimate warrior. But, I mean, when there's millions of dollars on the line, people are going to do whatever they can to keep that up. And, yeah. I mean, it sucks. I personally, as I've gotten older too, I think that – since I've been a baseball fan, that's the best era of baseball, really. Yeah, it was the most exciting time. Yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of people that after that strike in 94 were just done with it. I I had tons of friends like, all right, I'm done watching it now. Like, you know, it's basically greedy players, greedy owners fighting over more money. And then, like, Bonds and McGuire and Sosa and Griffey and all these guys. Yeah. Just hitting home runs like it's nothing. Like I'm fucking tuning in. I I remember I missed out on so much that summer of McGuire and Sosa simply because I didn't yeah. want to miss a home run. Yeah, I was like, that's no, that... that's peak partying days for me. And it's like, hey, do you want to go out <laughs> get drunk or something? Like, uh, no, I'm actually <laughs> I want to see if Mark McGuire hits a home run tonight. So no thanks, guys. <laughs> yep, come get me in October. Those games were. Yeah, I mean, those games, you'd watch Sammy in the afternoon on WGN. 
and then you would catch baseball night and they'd usually have the live look in of Maguire's at bats. I mean, it was just a fun time to try to, to be a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, chasing a record that had stood for 30 plus years. And I mean, it stinks that it had to fall the way it did, but we didn't know at the time. I I mean, I I think for me a little bit, like I knew something was up when like McGuire's getting called out on, uh, what's it? I forget the the Andrewstein that he had. Yeah, I was trying not to try not to butcher it, but then I think like this this show I fuck up the pronunciation of something at least once. (laughs) I knew something was up when like that got called out. And yeah. someone brought that to attention, like, oh, okay, this is getting a little interesting. But I didn't care. No. I mean, when you've got these guys, like, these guys were built like Greek gods, just like annihilating baseballs. Like, I like I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, not to take He's anything great. away from Aaron. Oh, yeah, not to take anything away from Aaron Judge's year, though. I mean, like, post-steroid era, best season of a hitter. Of all, you know, in this era, agree, disagree? Yeah, I mean, a power hitter, yeah. I mean, what was the uh, – was Giancarlo Stanton chasing it in 2017 and mm. just fell short? I mean, that was fun to watch. Um, and I don't really think there's been too many that have been 50. Like, I think Adrian Beltre had a year of, like, 49 <laughs> or so. Um. Uh, yeah, I I know there's someone that I'm missing that hit 50, but I mean, yeah, it was that, and I think 17 with Stanton, the Marlins. Those are the closest anyone's come to to getting 61, 62. Mm-hmm. Um, that does uh lead me to my uh, next question. I guess going going to the uh the next category here. Um, when I was kind of molding this show and what we were going to talk about, uh, you know, I thought about, like, what would be the big storyline of the year? I think it's obviously the judge home run chase. I think Tatis getting busted for roids is a little bit too. But um, when I was looking at because uh, I wanted just to give our uh, awards predictions. Like, who do you think is going to win the awards? And yeah. before I did my research, I'm like, oh, fuck, Aaron Judge is a shoe-in for the American League MVP. Yeah. Then I did a little digging, yeah. and I was looking at Shohei Otani's stats. Yeah. And basically, his stats translate into, I would say he's probably a top five pitcher and yeah. a top 15 hitter in the American League. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll just go ahead and dive into the uh, predictions I think this is probably one of the closest awards, I think. But who gets the American League MVP for you? Um, I mean, Aaron Judge had a great year. problem that I have with Judge is 170-some strikeouts. I mean, don't get me wrong. Great year. He had over 362 home runs. Flirted with the triple crown there for a while, too. Yeah. But what Shohei Otani did, 34 home runs, 95 RBIs, 15 wins pitching. Uh, didn't he have over 200 strikeouts? Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can say he's not the, the most valuable player. I mean, he dominated on both sides of the game. You know, I, I want to go with Otani so bad, and I've also – I got a question about Otani here in a minute. Um, I can't wrap my head around it, but I want to get your thoughts. As much as I want to give it to Otani, the fact that the Angels were so bad this year, yeah. I think kind of draws a lot away from his his case, whereas yeah. Judge and the Yankees are in the playoffs, and a lot of it have to do with – I mean, there were spurts where Judge kind of carried them. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the Yankees of old where, like, it was just either a, a murderer's row of hitters or you're just – getting, like, dog-walked by their starting pitching staff every night. Yeah. I mean, I would probably lean a little bit more for Judge 
Yeah. Versus Otani, simply because the Angels were so bad. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's a wrong answer on this one. No, I, I think this is the one award that no matter who wins, if it's one of them two, perfectly yeah, I'm, fine. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question I had for you about Otani, why isn't he a bigger star than he – I mean, he should be the biggest star in baseball. Uh, that, see, that's the other thing. Like, baseball does such a horrible job marketing their players. Mm-hmm. You have Mike Trout. And Shohei Otani playing in the on the same team, and you don't ever hear anything about him, unless you're you go to MLB Network and uh, I mean, not many people are just going to tune into the MLB Network. This isn't like the NBA where you know they'll shove LeBron down your throat or Stephen Curry or Giannis. Why isn't MLB doing that with Trout and? Otani and Aaron Judge and all these big names that they have that can draw in the eyeballs to watch, and it's just like they don't market them. I think I have used my uh, my son as kind of a case study because my son is 11, and he has kind of been brought up in this more so than you and I in the world of like, it's like, all right, in a minute, this is awesome, but then I got to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just the fact that, like, the NFL and the NBA have done such a great job embracing and selling their stars on social media. Like, I think TikTok is, like, the NBA on Instagram and TikTok, and, you know, just I think the NBA is perfect for that. And I think Major League Baseball, where they fail, is they just can't seem to embrace that. Like, this yeah. is the way you're going to market people now. You just can't do commercials. Because, I mean, fuck, yeah. nine times out of ten, you're not going to see a baseball commercial on, like, ESPN or. Not, not anymore. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, you want to see, like, a Gatorade commercial with, like, a Ronald Acuna, you're going to be watching on MLB Network. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a lot of it, too, is the, the game requires a lot of patience. And sometimes you're going to be invested in this for a little while. And I think, I always think that baseball, like, I don't want them to institute this. And they're kind of going to this a little bit. But with the NFL, uh, actually all the other major sports, unless it goes into overtime, there's a definitive end. Yeah. Whereas baseball doesn't really have that. And I think sometimes that can linger and linger and people get bored with that, especially in today's age. Yeah. Well, I mean, the instant gratification age is what I call it. Yeah, Everybody's got that great cell term phone. And you get bored, you pick up your phone. Mm-hmm. You find something to, to occupy yourself. And well, I mean, I find myself doing it during baseball games. Uh, I usually sit and watch a game, and if it kind of hits a point where – Okay, it's kind of boring. Pick up my phone, and I'll just kind of listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that <laughs> in the '90s. I mean, you were glued to every every pitch, and you just don't you don't have that. And I, I think I think like baseball needs to fix this because right now live sports is like in such a powerful position to where they're basically DVR proof, they're streaming proof. Like, if you want to watch sports, you have to do it as it's happening or else what's the point? And, I mean, they're in such a a position to capitalize on that. I I think they need to do a better job of selling their their stars. Otani is, like, an international star. I mean, he's got Japan. I mean, he's my son's favorite player. My son loves Shohei Otani. Yeah. And the fact that he pitches and he hits, I mean, I don't understand where the disconnect is and why you're not selling this guy, like forcing him down your th- – not forcing him down your throat because he's actually a very likable person just from yeah. interviews and stuff. But, um, like, why aren't you selling this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's essentially the 2020 version of 1920 Babe Ruth. And or Steve Nebraska. Probably- <laughs> yeah, Steve Nebraska. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> I remember my buddy uh, Jeff and I went and seen that at the theater, and we walked. Out, we w- watched it, didn't say a fucking word. And as we were like, we left the theater. We just like, well, that sucked. Yeah, I mean, your power hitter in the World Series is Ozzy Smith. Come yeah. on, the guy's got like fifty nine career home runs. Yeah, that was written by a person that doesn't watch baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we need a big power hitter. Give me Ozzy Smith. I'd have been okay, like, just brought up Jack Clark. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been better than Ozzy Smith. Tommy Her, At least Tommy Her. Yeah, they, they drug 42-year-old Ozzy Smith off the couch. The Wizard of Oz. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer for the uh, American League yeah. MVP, but I think those are the two most viable candidates. But what about the National League MVP? Uh, that one, I got to go with Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, just for one thing, I think the year he's had, it's almost yeah. kind of like this is his makeup Oscar. You know how, like, during the Academy Awards, a lot of times, like, <laughs> actors or actresses will win the Oscar, yeah. but it's like Al Pacino as an example. He never won for uh, The Godfather. He never won for Dog Day Afternoon or Serpico, but he won for Scent of a Woman. It's kind of like a, yeah. his makeup Oscar. Like, okay, well, it's good enough. We'll just go ahead and give it to him. Yeah. Not saying that for Goldschmidt. I mean, Goldschmidt had a hell of a fucking season. I think he was like top five yeah. in like all the major categories. Oh, um, man, that, that was a shock to see them put out in the first – Round, I mean, oh, dude, I watched know, that you, on Saturday, and like, I am not a huge Cardinals fan, but I was kind of rooting for him simply because, like, I wanted to see. It's one of those things with Pujols. That was another big story too. Pujols got to seven hundred, yeah, which I don't think we'll see again in our lifetime. Oh no, um, but I was rooting for him. I wanted to see Pujols make a run. I want to see Yachty make a run, even though, you know, being a Reds fan like Yadier Molina is like kind of a dirty word yeah uh, I kind of feel the same way about pools but I will say I respect everything that they've done on the field right and it's just kind of rooting for like the legends and like this probably is going to be uh Wainwright's last year too I from what I've been yeah. here but yeah that was uh, shocking to see them to see them get bounced yeah and I mean not in I yeah I didn't expect it in the fashion that it that it happened. Um, I yeah, not a Cardinals fan, being a Reds fan, but I really respect the hell out of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Like those are probably two of my favorite non-Reds that play for an enemy. But mm. yeah, just to see them lose that was that was shocking. Yeah, I was watching that on Saturday night. I was just like, I, I was kind of like, kind of like, and like it made it even worse that Pujols and Yachty got hits. Yeah. Their last, you know, the last inning. Like, I was like, okay, they're leading the charge. And then, like, they yeah. fell short. I was just like, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. after the game, I was like, I just shut the TV off, went to bed. I was like, all right, I'm fucking done with sports for the day. <laughs> it, the Guardians got my nerve shot. Ohio State calmed me down and then, like, this this game. But, yeah, I think Goldschmidt's the answer. I mean, just hell of a season. Yeah. And plus, I think he's due. He's one of the, like probably one of the most underrated stars of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. So, yeah, I think that's pretty safe to give it to him. Um, now, I think for the, uh, the next award, uh, the American League Rookie of the Year, I think this is pretty much a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna go with Rodriguez. I'm gonna go, yeah, Julio Rodriguez. The thing that pisses me off about this season that he had is in our mm-hmm. fantasy baseball league, I fucking drafted him, and then I needed to clear mm-hmm. a roster spot, and I dumped him. <laughs> dumped him in April, and my son actually, <clears throat> I wasn't paying too much attention. He just comes up to me one random day, he goes, "Dad, what were you thinking?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes. You dumped Rodriguez. I'm like, yeah. So he goes, puts his iPad in my face. He goes, look at his stats. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, fuck. 
I'm getting scolded by my son on fantasy baseball. Yeah. And I, it was kind of like that that Yoda Luke Skywalker moment. Like, okay, now I'm like, my son's more powerful Jedi than I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a hell of a season, uh, 2020. And I think he was almost 30 uh, 30, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on. I think he had 27 and 25. Yeah. And, and like that, that guy's going to be an absolute star. I think he'll get some MVP votes too. I mean, he oh, yeah. pretty much is the one of the main reasons why the Mariners made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't even know who would be number two. Maybe Atley Rutschman. Mm-hmm. He had a solid year, but I don't. Yeah, I think I think he's the runaway winner for the American League oh, Rookie yeah. of the Year. Yeah. Um. National League is a little tougher because I think it's basically it boils down to which Atlanta Brave you prefer. Oh, yeah. Michael Harris or Spencer was, Strider. Spencer Strider. Yeah. So those were my two choices. Yeah. I, I mean, again, with Harris, I mean, he was 2020. Wasn't he 2020th too? Almost. I think he had 18. Okay. And 20. The reason to know that is, uh, once again, going back to our fantasy baseball league, that fucking dude sat on waivers until like mid June. I'm like, why hasn't anybody oh, picked sh- him up yet? I'm like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Strider, though, uh, I read a, st- a story about him a couple hours before we came on. Uh, fastest to 200 strikeouts, too. Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, he pitched in that opening series against the Reds. And I, when he came out, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> And that's the I thing mean, with the Braves. It's like every year they just have these guys that just like they don't get like the publicity of like a Rodriguez or like the Torkelsons, like these elite prospects. Yeah. But yet these guys, they just seem to find a way to bring these guys up and then they just contribute immediately. Yeah. And it's every year. I mean, it started, you know, you had Danzy Swanson and you had Ozzy Albums and then. Acuna. Well, and Acuna's Austin like a little Island. bit of a different story. Yeah. I mean, he was a heralded prospect, but. Yeah. I mean. Well, Max Freed. And... Yeah, there's another one. Uh, who, Kyle. Um, Kyle Wright. Yeah, Kyle Wright. Um, Ian. Um, Ian Anderson. Oh, gosh, yeah, Ian Anderson. Just... Yeah. You... <laughs> You're looking at the 90s Braves all over again. Mm-hmm. They've done a smart thing, too. They've locked a lot of those guys up long-term, too, so those guys are going to be around for a while. Yeah, uh, I remember after they locked up Acuna for that real cheap price, and Chris Chris Welsh, the Reds announcer, made that real, uh, well, I don't know how you'd want to call it, like this real just, I think he basically called him stupid. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, maybe he's just not, he didn't understand why he was signing I'm like, oh, God, like, this is going to be all over TV. And again, sure enough, it was. And then they started the Reds broadcast off with him um, apologizing for making the comment. Oh, I did hear about that. As I, like, first thing Papa has, like, oh, not not again, like. <laughs> no more Tom Brennan comments here. I actually, oh, fuck, I seen a. Oh, uh, Jeff Passan, the ESPN writer. Oh, yeah. He was on Twitter the other day, and he made a comment about, uh, I think it's, I forget the writer, but I know he works for Fox. And he said something about basically, like, being on his knees, worshiping Shohei Otani. Yeah. Yeah, it was Ben Verlander, and yeah, he apologized for it today. And... Just reading the comments, every single comment was him making a remark and then followed by, here's a long fly ball to deep left. (laughs) (laughs) And I just strolled through the comments and every single one, it got to be about 60 or 70 deep. Everybody made that Castellanos joke to it. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. You win today, internet. Um, I think I would give it, the slight edge to Michael Harris simply because he plays every day. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Strider. I think a kid's a stud. My son was very pleased to pick him up fantasy baseball. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, yeah. it's a good pickup. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either choice, and I'm not going to be mad if it's either one of them. Um, but yeah, I think Harris is probably my choice as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, always it's going to be if it's down to a pitcher or a hitter, it's going to be the guy that plays every day because he's out there more. Yeah. Um. So see, we gone through the rookies of the year, the MVPs. Oh, Cy Young. Uh, I I'll lead off the uh, National League. I think it's Alcantara. Yeah. Um. I think simply I because like Alcantara kind of has his season is kind of like the seasons that you would expect from like the early to mid nineties, like those workhorse pitchers that would throw into oh, the yeah. eighth and ninth innings. The thing is ERA was ERA was below two and a half. I think he had over 200 K's. Yeah. I'd give it to him. Innings. Yeah. Just the workhorse mentality. I don't think he missed any games or any starts either. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a couple other guys you could mention. Um, Kyle Wright had a really good year. I mean, Max Fried as well. ZR, yeah. I, you know, I think Kyle Wright's ERA was a little, probably a run more than Alcantara. Um, Is it Alcantara I mean, or Alcantara? I've always called him Alcantara. I, I but this hear, could be the point of the show where I mispronounce somebody's name. <laughs> I hear uh, them say Alcantara on MLB Network, and that's the only way. I know, and then also on the show, when I play, I'll hear Bugshiambi calling Alcantara. All right. I, so. Shit, I should have just woke my son up. He's in bed now, but I just wake him up like, hey, little buddy, <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I mean, I think another one that you could mention is Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, or even the, Julio Arias. They've got a couple yeah. contenders, too. I mean, Gonsolin, 16 games, one loss. Um, I mean, granted, some of those wins came from the bullpen at the beginning of the year, but still, you win 16 games and only lose one. That's, you know, that's pretty good. But, yeah, it has to go to Alcantara. I mean, 220-plus innings, 2.19 ERA. Yeah, you can't Mm. can't beat that. Yeah. Um, National, or the American League, or Cy Young, uh, I think it was between Cease and Verlander. Yeah. But Verlander missed a shitload of time, though. He was out from Two what, like... years. Well, Two I mean, years. just even this season, he missed, like, what? He was out till from July, mid-July to, like, September, wasn't he? Because uh, I know he had that, I think it was that calf injury. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did he do? He went 18 and 4? Had an ERA under two in the American League. Well, I guess it doesn't really mean as much now as it used to, but. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I think Verlander will win. Oh, yeah. Good comeback Um, story. Yeah, and I mean, the the thing with Cease is, I mean, I don't even think he was really picked. I mean, everyone was looking at Giolito. And then this guy just kind of. Blast right on past him. Yeah, I mean, I know he was a heralded prospect coming up. I think he was – wasn't he – or was it Giolito that was part of – like they got from the the Nationals? Giolito was what they got from the Nationals. Okay. Didn't the the Nationals uh, get Soto from the White Sox? So I know he wasn't part of their team. I don't know. I'm not worried about fucking Juan. So that guy is making a shitload of more money than I am. So fuck him. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Verlander's going to win it though. I think just he had a great season. I think he gets some points taken away because he missed his ERA was able to stay where it was at. I think because he missed a lot of starts. But yeah. I mean, it's a great comeback story. I mean, yeah, you said two years removed from Tommy John, looked like the Justin Verlander of old. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't have that fastball velocity anymore. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like he's learned to pitch. Yeah. He's not just relying on rearing back and throwing 102 past someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what has kind of drawn me more to him now 
Uh, I think the everybody throws hard now. It's the guys who go out there and they might top out at 93, 94. Those are the guys you need to watch because those are the guys that are out there that are the real masters of, mm. of pitching. I always thought that if you look at uh, from a, a 90s point of view, I always thought Greg Maddox was <clears throat> just as intimidating to face as Randy Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Because simply like Maddox would put it wherever he wanted to put it, and there was nothing he could do about it. Whereas Johnson was just going to blow right past you. Yeah. Go on YouTube and watch some of those 90s Greg Maddox videos and watch the movement on that ball. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you got to realize he's not throwing 93, 94. That's coming at like 88, 89 miles an hour. And, I mean, you've got – 12 inches of break on a, a two-seam basketball. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I quit. I think Verlander gets a couple extra bonus points, too, because he's married to Kate Upton. Yeah. You all saw those, those leaked pictures. <laughs> Tighten shit up, Apple. Yeah. Um, I didn't need to see, need to see <laughs> Justin Verlander's haul, either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nobody need to see that. Uh, last category is the uh, managers managers of the year. Uh, I think there's uh, interesting cases on both sides. Um, oh yeah. Who's your pick for the American League Manager of the Year? Um, I it's got to go to Terry Francona. I mean, don't get me wrong. Scott Service did a hell of a job in Seattle and. If he got it, I wouldn't be upset. The fact that the, man, the the Guardians were not picked to win anything. And they competed all year long and they're into the division series of the playoffs right now. It's got to go to Terry Francona. Yeah, that was my pick too. Uh, I had thought about Scott Service because this is the first time the Mariners have been in the playoffs in quite a long time. How many years has that been? It's the A-Rod uh, 20, era. Yeah. Uh, the last year was 2000, 2001, 21 years, or was it 2000? I think it's 2000, 2001. They, they won 116 games. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was the last year they were in the playoffs. I also thought about Brandon Hyde because the Orioles, I thought for sure, were going to be fucking awful again this year. And then they end up being above 500 and a, uh, yeah. they were in the playoff hunt up to like the last week or so of the season. Yeah. So it's a good pick there too. Uh, I'm going with, I'm going with Tito as well, just because we thought the Indians were kind of baked for a while. Yeah. Uh, had, I, they are the youngest team in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, just the job he'd done. They got back in, and they, they ended up, like, winning the Central very handily. Uh, I mean, I guess having Jose Ramirez in the heart of your lineup helps. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Tito's going to win. But, yeah, I mean, all those guys got great shots. I mean, Service did a hell of a job. Uh, Brandon Hyde. I mean, the Orioles are not the laughing stock of the AL East anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're going to be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those 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 prospects from being bad all those years are finally starting to come up. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, we both have a mutual friend that's a huge Red Sox fan that loves to tout the <laughs> fact he's a Red Sox fan. I'm kind of getting a little satisfaction that the Red Sox are fucking awful. <laughs> it's about time. It's only been forever since they really haven't competed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I see the, like the standings. I seen the Red Sox down there. And I was like, oh man, that, that brings a smile to my face a little bit. <laughs> and it's not I mean, the, the, the he's a good dude, and he's. Yeah. I think we over exaggerate like him, you know, being pro Red Sox. It just, I don't know. I just, I got some satisfaction out of seeing. I think the Red Sox is just the fact that, for me, anyways, the teams, the two teams I hate the absolute most in baseball, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, yeah. And I think that we have a friend that's a, like, for me anyways, is a fan of like 
one of the teams I hate the most. It's just kind of satisfying. Yeah. yeah. I um, uh, NL Manager of the Year. I think this one's kind of a close race, too. Uh, Dave Roberts has a case. Uh, Brian Snitker, I think uh, he would have been my pick just because it seems like every year you think the Braves are out of it for a while, and then all of a sudden they just like, oh, it's June. We might as well actually start playing hard. And then they just put it on cruise control, and they're like, they're just damn near unstoppable. Um, I know the Phillies fired Joe Girardi early in the year, and Rob, what's his name, Rob Thompson? Rob Thompson, yeah. I don't know why. That was going to be my pick. I thought it was uh, they hired Robbie Thompson, the old Giants second yeah, baseman. That's what I thought too. And I'm like, I thought that guy was dead or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, <didn't> I, see <laughs> I had to wait and see a picture. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Robbie Thompson. Yeah, uh, I, he's got a good case too, just because like the Phillies, considering the, their payroll, and they did not look good. I mean, you, you fire your fucking manager early in the year, that's not a good look. And the yeah, fact that not. they're taking it to the Braves. And they knocked out the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I'm okay giving it to him. I actually, I think he would. He's probably the most deserving, just because. I mean, the Phillies were managing yeah. in probably mm-hmm. like one of the toughest sports markets in the United oh, States, yeah. if not the toughest. Uh, team yeah. had huge expectations. Uh, didn't live up to them at the beginning, so they shit can their manager, who has a couple of World Series titles, comes in. Gets them to the playoffs, knock out. I think the Cardinals probably were one of the favorites. I would have said, thought between them, the Braves, yeah. and the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he reeled he reeled that team in, and I, I mean, I really thought that when they fired Girardi, I'm like, you know, I was expecting things, to see a Phillies fire sale. Yeah, I just thought, you know. Uh, they may try to trade Cassianos or I try to bring up their young guys, try to get rid of Schwarber. Nola, I thought would have been like somebody could have yeah. went to. Um, I also like looking at like Dave Roberts, though. Can't discount him. Uh, mm-hmm. Dodgers had the best record. Was I know they had the best record in the National League. Did they have the best record in baseball? Yeah, 111 wins. Yeah, best season ever for the Dodgers, yeah. if I read that right. I think he he will probably win simply because of that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want the Dodgers to win. I the Dodgers uh, would be in that Dodgers. that the Dodgers would be in that small group of teams. I don't like either. That's one of those teams that I grew up hating just because they always had that rivalry for Reds. Mm-hmm. And oh, back yeah. back in the ye olden days when there was two divisions in each league. Yeah, and the Reds played in the West of all places. <laughs> Dude, don't even get me fucking – we could do a whole episode on how geographically bad baseball used to be. The Cardinals were in the East. Yeah, the Cubs and the Cardinals were in the East, but the Reds were in the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just the and the fucking the Braves, I think, were in the West too, weren't they? Yeah, because remember they played the they played the Pirates, the, the Pirates who were in the East. In the, yeah, yeah. I'm glad God. baseball got their shit together. I mean, well, even when they realigned them, they still didn't have them great at first. I think they're probably about as good as it's going to get right now. But yeah, um. Got uh, one more uh, question to ask you before we wrap this up. We're almost at an hour in. Um, what's your World Series prediction? Who's going to make it and then who wins? Oh, man. My my heart says it's going to be the Dodgers and the Astros. And this is the year the Dodgers get their revenge. Mm. But, uh, I mean, well, that, let me rephrase that. My head is saying that. My heart would love to see the Mariners because they have Winker, Suarez, and Castillo, and Kirk Casale, all my former Reds. And Jesse Winker. Yeah, and Winker. 
I'd love to see them play the Phillies just because I would really like to see Castellanos get. I mean, I really grew to like that guy when he was with the Reds. Um, just his demeanor and the way he played the game, I appreciated that he was there to win. I mean, he wasn't there to to dance around and just make money and put up stats. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, you even saw that with the the Phillies this year when he got into that argument with that reporter in the middle of the season. I, it's just that guy's not one you want to joke around with. And he's there to do a job, and I I appreciated that, mm-hmm. and I would love to see him have the opportunity to play for a World Series. Yeah. Um, I will see your picks. Uh, my heart's pick is obviously going to be the Guardians. Yeah. I would I would love to see that. Although the last two times they've made it to the World Series, I've had my heart broken and. I would almost rather see them get swept than the last two times they've lost a World Series. I still... Crushing. I, I remember when they lost to the Cubs, man. Like, I was a fucking wreck the next day. Like, first off, the game didn't yeah. end until well, super late. And then, like, I was just an emotional wreck. I I went into work the morning. I just, I flout told my manager and everyone. I was like, don't fucking talk to me today. I just want to be left alone today. Um, I get that I uh, man I was so invested in that series and I kept thinking I was like this is the year the the Indians win it you know and watched that game and then there was the rain delay and I'm like oh god I can't go to sleep and I gotta be at work at 830 I'd be working 7 that morning too yeah and then like I remember I woke when uh, Rajay Davis hit the home run I woke my wife up because I screamed yeah. And I think I remember telling her, like, make plans. We're going to Cleveland in a couple of days. And, of course, that didn't fucking happen. I think I jinxed it. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to – my heart is wanting to pick the Guardians and the Braves. I think my head is going to go with a rematch from last year. Okay. And I think the Braves will win it again. I I just I think that once like it seems like the last couple of years it just that team knows how to win. Oh yeah. And I think they just got too much for anybody in the American League. I mean the Astros are tough. Yeah. And I think they're I honestly think that the Braves are the only team that could go toe to toe with the Dodgers. That's American or National League. Yeah. So I think yeah. really, really the winner of the the National League is going to win the World Series. I think it'll either be the Dodgers or the Braves. But I I'm taking the Braves just because I don't like the Dodgers. Fuck those guys. Yeah. It pains me yeah. to say that because Magic Johnson owns them, and I'm a huge Magic yeah. Johnson fan. But yeah, yeah fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> now I mean I would I would love to see the Guardians win it. I you know if the Astros won it I'd be happy for Dusty. Yeah. Um, everybody else, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, that would be the one thing I would root for the Dodgers is because I've always liked Dusty Baker, and it just seems like he's always been the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. He's had some really good teams. He just can't get to the finish line. And Yeah, I mean, he's been to the World Series a couple of times, and no luck. And, yeah, I would love to see Dusty get it and then him just retire. Be done. I honestly think that if that were to happen with the Guardians and uh, they win, I think Francona does the same thing. Like that's a fucking, oh yeah, that's the way to walk off longest uh, World Series drought. You lead that team to a World Series, like fuck. There's nothing left for me to prove. I'm done. Yeah, I that's mean, also what I'm afraid of too. It's like, you did it with the Red Sox, and then you go out and you do it with the Guardians, and yeah, but. You're right. Like, what happens after? <laughs> Who do they bring in then? Sandy Alomar Jr.? I'd be okay with that. I think Sandy's a good coach. Yeah, I can live with that. Um, my whole thing is uh, you change the manager and you change the, 
the culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they really have a good thing going there. And you'd hate to see it be tore down. Well, yeah, I think if it came down to it, like I think we're kind of grasping at straws because, like, realistically, I don't think the guard. I think the Guardians are still a few years away from being a legit World yeah. Series contender. But if that came to be, like, they won, I would seriously write Terry Francona like a handwritten letter because you write a letter that means a lot more than an email. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I would beg him to come back. Like, I'll name like my next dog after. I'll call him Tito. I'll, yeah. I'll legally get my kid's name changed to Tito. Whatever you want, dude, just come back. Yeah. We no need you, Tito. <laughs> All right. Um, well, before we wrap this up, anything, uh, last comments you want to add? Nope. I mean, looking forward to next year. I mean, everybody's going to play everybody next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's – that'll be interesting. I still kind of miss the – the old 80s, 90s, when, I, when we were growing up, when the American League played the American League and the National League played the National League, and the only time they played against each other was the All-Star Game and the World Series. I think that's kind of the magic that's kind of missing. Yeah, a little bit. Although, I will say, I actually really liked it when <clears throat> they just played, like, a division. Like, okay... Like the National League Central this year, you can count on them playing the American League East. Yeah. Because I, I remember, like, when that was happening, I was like, okay, I looked at the schedule, like, okay, cool. The Yankees are coming to play the, the Reds this year. We'll go see the Yankees. Did you, you went to that game with me, that motherfucker took my, I was wearing that Yankees hat, and he took it and he flung it, and I was about ready to fucking bust him right in the old CS. I heard that story, but yeah, I wouldn't have that one. I thought you were. Who was? I must have been like I know Chad was my brother, but I think uh, our Red Sox buddy was there too. But I was so pissed off. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I know, uh, you know, I can always count on like the guard, like the Indians would be there every year, so I'd get to see them. And yeah, you know, you'd always like they'd have those special attractions. Now, like the, when the the teams now they can kind of come into town more often. It's just it's kind of lost its luster, really. Yeah, I mean, plus I, I think, think it, it takes kinda... a little bit of uh, the importance out of like the league play because I mean, like the Reds are not playing like the Braves as much, or the yeah. Dodgers are not coming in as much either. Well, I mean, it was if you watch if you look back on those old World Series games or the All Star games that they play. If you have Pluto, they show those old highlights all the time. And, you know, you had Rick Russell against Bo Jackson. Like, oh, man, what's going Damn, that's a fucking random-ass name. Like, that'd just be like uh, our Red Sox friend used to drop, like, random text messages to me, and he would just (laughs) name off a random baseball player. Just, that was the text message. It'd be like, Rich Yet. And that was it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so we would just have this game back and forth where we would just name, like, okay, I'll see you rich yet. I'll raise you a Scott Gareltz. Oh, man, yeah, those are, that was fun to play. Just a bunch of random common baseball names. I, uh, my son was uh, into a, collecting baseball cards for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, his uncle, not my brother, but my wife's brother, uh, gave him a gigantic tote of old cards. And it was like a mix. It was like basketball and football and uh, baseball in there. And as my son's going through this, he was just asking me who these old guys were. Yeah. Like he found like a Billy Hatcher card. He goes, who's Billy Hatcher? I'm like, son, that's a hero of the 1990 World Series Reds team. Don't you disrespect yeah. him. Nope. And then he'd pull out like, I don't know, like Glenn Davis, not – Big baby from the NBA, but like mustachioed. Oh man, Houston Astros, Houston Astros Baltimore first Orioles, first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, hey man, it's been fun. It's always an awesome time talking to you. And I, I really want to do a baseball episode. And I was like, man, Jason's the guy for the job. Hey, I'm always up to talk baseball. Yeah, man, we'll have to have you back on soon, dude. All right, sounds good. All right, take it easy, buddy. All right, you too.
And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.